Hi, I'm Pastor Neil, and welcome to the Pastor's Table. Last week's episode was all about getting through to the other side, to that purpose that Jesus has given in our lives. We talked a lot about, about uh, the disciples going across the lake, and Jesus had given them a purpose, get to the other side of the lake. But they were having the problem with the storm, so we talked a lot about that. If you haven't seen that session, that episode, please go back and, and take time to watch it. It's, it'll be great, it'll be, blessing, it'll be a blessing to you. Today, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about faith and works and how they interact with each other. What's supposed to come first? What's supposed to come second? This is all, this is all based in James chapter 2, and we're going to be spending some time there, and there's going to be some discussion about it. How does works come out of faith? What does it look like? What is, how does the Word of God work into this? How does our belief in the work of God and our trust in the work of God work into faith and works? You'll be blessed. Grab your pen, grab your paper, and get ready to take some notes and learn and grow in God today. Have a great day. Well, welcome back. We're continuing talking about having faith in God and walking in His Word. Um, it's such an important thing that we need to be doing. Um, one of the scriptures that came up, or the group of scriptures, um, verses that came up in my heart to talk about is in James, uh, in, verse, uh, in chapter 2, starting in verse 14. So let's start off there today and let's go from there. Amen? It says in verse 14, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not that those things which are needed, needful of the body, what does it profit? Even so... If it hath not works, it is dead, being alone. So what this is specifically saying is our foundation is faith. But to see that faith in our life is alive and well, out of it comes works. Out of our faith comes works. Because a lot of Christians talk about works and you have to have works with faith. Well, a lot of people focus on the works and they, they say, well, you know, you don't have any work, so you don't have any faith. But it's the other way around. It, you have to have faith. And out of, out of that faith blossoms works. And one of the revelations that the Lord showed me in my life with walking in his word and trusting in his word is that the first work out of our faith in the word of God is resting in it. And so, well, what do you mean by resting in it? Like, are you going to fall asleep on the Bible? Uh, no, no, we're not going to be falling asleep on the Bible and resting on the Bible. When you rest in, in the Lord, it's another way of saying that, that you have settled yourself and you trust what the Word of God says. And you're settled in what the Word of God says about what you're in faith for. And you... It doesn't affect you. It doesn't, it doesn't bother you. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about believing for complete healing from food allergies in my body. Well, I'm settled that it is done. It may not have manifested in my body yet, 
I may have to watch some of the, the foods that I'm eating still, but I'm, I am settled that the word of God says that I am healed. It says in Psalms that God sent his word and healed us. It also says in, in um, first, second Peter, I believe it is, that, um, that by his stripes we are healed. I'm settled in those scriptures. I know that I am healed. So I am resting and trusting in those scriptures. I'm trusting in my Lord and what he has said. I'm settled in them and they don't affect me. I don't, I don't make a big deal about it. I don't talk about it because I know it's already done. Even though I haven't seen it in my life, I still walk out that word in my life because I know that, that it is truth. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think you bring up when you talk about resting, we're back to yielding mm, and yeah, submission. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't really understand that submission is not a law. Mm. If we take the lawful piece out of submission, we've made submission about rules. Mm. And, and so when we see the rule, we go, well, we're going to have to submit to the rules. This is not the military academy here. <laughs> uh, mind you, if you don't have rules, well, and you won't self-govern, you get rules. This is why we say some people have to be told not to murder. And we have laws about that. <laughs> now, we should know that it's not right to kill. No one should have to tell you that. <laughs> but somehow, some people need telling. And even if they get told, they don't obey. And they go to jail. But submission is not murder. And we still have to tell people they need to submit. But... The Bible's not about all the rules when there's relationship involved. Amen. Mm -hmm. Submission comes from a heart that loves God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be manipulated by God to submit to his will. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to make a whole bunch of rules and say, well, don't do this and don't do that. When I was a teenager, I thought that about God. Mm -hmm. But when I got a different and a fresh perspective by the Holy Spirit and the love of God began to work in my heart, it was a natural response yeah. mm -hmm. to his call and instruction. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I didn't want to go another way. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I saw that yielding was freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to see when you're living mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, rules are not a bad thing. No. No. <laughs> they help us. <laughs> they protect us. Yes, they Don't do. Don't touch the stove. It's hot. That's right. <laughs> Those are some of the early basic rules we learn. And it's and, and then somehow we we I don't I don't know why we think that these rules are here to hurt us. God put things into place. He he gives us these ideas and and his word to help us to yes, guide us yes. into the place that we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like don't lie. I mean, it hurts people. In, it hurts people, <laughs> yes, and it you does. get into a big mess. Amen. These are all things. And if you and if you love God, you're going to obey Him, and mm -hmm. you're going to follow His commandments, and Absolutely. you're going to submit to it. And it's not something where you have to, like you know, be dragged that direction. Right. You want to. It's our natural inclination that we want to follow after Him. And Absolutely. A great, a great picture of having rules within the context of faith is think about a river. And I heard this from another minister. I can't remember which one, but you think about a river. So a river has two boundaries and so that it has a path to go on. Mm -hmm. And you think about those boundaries of a river as those rules, um, the Word of God, 
as kind of rules uh, based in faith. So, but that river with those boundaries becomes a flood and is unmanageable and basically creates destruction everywhere. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, we need to have those boundaries within the word of God, within Mm -hmm. faith, um, to be able to walk that purpose that God has in our lives Mm -hmm. and to be yielding to him. Amen. You're percolating. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We love it when the word of God just stirs us. Amen. There's this this comment that you've heard me make this in... in, uh, Bible school and sometimes in discipleship class and that's this is that God himself does not need the law to keep himself in check <laughs> amen right? aren't he we does, glad he doesn't have the ten commandments on a sticky note in his mirror so when he wakes up in the morning and brushes his teeth he goes oh right I can't smite anybody today he doesn't have the law to govern himself to keep himself in check why because he's already that way yeah. it's his nature, nature to be that way amen. the law is an expression of his nature mm-hmm. the law we look at law like um, it to govern behavior, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for him, it's the law of like the law of gravity. Yeah. Right. The law of gravity mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. govern behavior in the sense mm-hmm. it's it's not that kind of a law. It mm-hmm. means it's consistent behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, in the same way, the law that we read is not a matter of governing God's behavior for mm-hmm. him. It's mm-hmm. showing that this is his consistent behavior. Mm-hmm. He's always this way. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a verse in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 says this. He goes, now we recognize and know that the law is good if anyone uses it lawfully. Yeah. Knowing and understanding this, that the law is not enacted for the righteous, but for the lawless and unruly, for the ungodly and sinful. And it goes on to make a big description of that. Because when you are right with God, when you by nature are righteous, then you live out of that nature, just Amen. like God lives out of His. Amen. You don't need law to govern yourself in that way. Now, if you're not that way, you need the law. Amen. Right? That's so there's the a place of using it wisely. If you, if you realize that in the way that you're behaving, yeah. that I'm out of control. I need some rules. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good and healthy application because you realize that you yourself haven't developed or grown and matured in godly character in some of those areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need some rules mm-hmm. to kind of keep you in the place. Absolutely. But the goal isn't just keeping the rules. No. Mm-hmm. The goal is to grow and develop in godly character that mm-hmm. comes out of that nature, that comes out of that born-again spirit. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. When you grow and develop in those things, mm-hmm. the, there's no need to put laws in there. Mm-hmm. You're That's already right. that way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> in, in the context of yielding, so think about this. So Jesus said that he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, right? So he's come to fulfill the law. So when you become a born-again Christian, Jesus starts, not starts, he comes in and enters into your spirit man and lives on the inside of you. So the man that fulfilled the law of the old covenant comes and now lives on the inside of you and that law is fulfilled and he says in his word how do you fulfill that law what what are the greatest commandments he says love the lord thy god um with all thy heart thy soul thy mind and thy strength and love thy neighbor as thyself that will fulfill the law so if god is on the inside of jesus is on the inside of you and he is love and he says that we just need love to fulfill all of that law we need to yield to what is already on the inside of the, f- the, the fullness 
of God's love. You, well, Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That, the moment we become born again, that is all in, its, in the fullness of God. It is on the mm-hmm. inside of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just waiting to come out. And that's where you come back to what Pastor Gwen was talking about, is that yielding. You yield to that fruit of the Spirit and you allow that love to come out. And that is fulfilling the law. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. because faith works by love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. No, Jesus is that seed. He gave his life. He sowed his life to reap us. Mm-hmm. And so we are made in his image and made in his likeness. And when we accept what Jesus did for us, we become him Amen. in this earth. Amen. And that's an exciting thing. And we don't have to make it. We don't have to work. And when we're talking about works, it's not like a work, like, you know, go and take a hammer and axe and just <laughs> chopping away. It's, uh, it's we're working for that rest. Yeah. That peace that you were talking about Amen. Earlier. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think important. sometimes when we talked about the focus on the work part mm-hmm. and when they're not yielding, well, the focus all becomes about what do I need to do? And that's where it got flipped over for yep. many. Amen. Yep. And so they began to do things and, and confession <laughs> was one of the things and they'll confess it five or, you know, five times every hour or something like that. And confession does have a work. Yeah. Confession will cause, if you're confessing the word of God, that's an opportunity for your ears to hear and the word to enter your heart. But yeah. understand its work. Mm-hmm. Confession is not, and it becomes a, the, in the wrong way when we try to add it on as an act mm-hmm. of, of the work mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? I mean, now you've believed the word of God for a situation. Um, perhaps it is cancer. Mm-hmm. And so the person's had a terrible uh, result from the, some test of the doctor. They find a scripture and, all right, I'm, I, I believe this scripture is true in my life that Jesus has healed me. 2 Peter 2, 24. Uh, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. There was not really any faith in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have an activation. But I'm going to add my work. I'm going to confess this 15 times every hour. And that will attack the cancer and I'll be healed. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, give an example? Because I've done that. I've laid in bed and confessed that over and over and over. And, you know, it didn't really work. But <laughs> when Sorry, you're in God's you're word, forgiven. yes, I know. <laughs> we can get better. And they're doing this stronger and better and, and, and walk, you know, in a victorious life. And so I've had those moments. And then there was one moment where I was... You know, you're reading God's word, and then you get a revelation. Yeah. Yes. And it's for you, and you have this revelation. You have this peace that you know that you know you know is true. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading in God's word, and it, and I had this revelation that I'm a new creature. Yeah. That old things are passed away, and all things are new, and all things are of God. And uh, I was a substitute teaching at the time, and I was going, and I was getting a lot of work at the school because the flu was going around. Mm-hmm. And so I, so people were sick, and I was covering in for them. And wouldn't you know, while I was driving home from work one day, oh. I'm in the left lane, <laughs> sitting in my car, and then a wave of nausea just comes into my body. And I, and, and at first I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I, I'm like, I'm thinking about opening the car door and vomiting outside. And you know what? First of all, that does not sound appealing whatsoever. <laughs> not to any of us. I don't want to stop the people behind me. The ugly situation, ugly situation. And then I woke up. 
and I remember that revelation that Amen. I got, that I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are new, and all things are of God. And I said, wait a second, sickness. If I'm all God, you can't be here. Get out. Amen. And so I'm praying there. <laughs> I didn't have to open my door, and suddenly the sickness departed. Amen. And so, and it, it works. Mm -hmm. But you can't take my revelation and use it. Yeah. You have to use your own revelation. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that work? Oh, that works in relationship. <laughs> I keep coming back to this. That's I okay. keep coming back to this. It is so important. Relationship, relationship, relationship. <laughs> Go and seek God. Ma uh, Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's where the cart, the horse is before the cart where it's supposed to be. Seek that relationship. Seek him. And out of that flows the revelation that Pastor Ann was just talking about. It flows out of that, and it gives you that, that strength and that ability to rest in his word and believe for what you're believing for. Oh, amen. 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 <laughs> you wouldn't know that maybe I'm a bit passionate about that. <laughs> I think we're passionate about just about everything. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> this is all part of laying hold mm -hmm. yeah. in a personal way, and that's where the personal relationship, having the, the Word of God revealed, mm -hmm. and that's where you really come to the place of understanding His great love for us. When you begin to understand that he loves us, relationship deepens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The word deepens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It means something more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we begin to come to the place where we're going to have a different kind of work arise in us. Yeah. Love mm -hmm. causes things mm -hmm. to change. Of course, our understanding of love has been kind of warped in this society today. But God's kind of love is, is pure. That's yeah. an understatement, Pastor Glenn. <laughs> it was very diplomatic. <laughs> I was just uh, focusing in on the word that you're talking about, laying hold of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it made me think of this verse here. This is, it, it sounds like it's a little bit out of context for what we're speaking, but it isn't. And that's in, in Philippians chapter 3. It's where uh, Paul's talking about wanting to know the Lord. So a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in verse 12, so Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Not that I have uh, now attained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold mm -hmm. of and make my own that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me yeah. and made me his own. Amen. Right. And there's there's some great truth in that. You can't it's not just a matter of laying hold of something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's laying hold, hold of, of what he has laid hold of me for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lay hold of someone. Yes. That purpose yes. is greater than just me laying mm -hmm. hold of something. So yeah. it's in a in a previous discussion we were we we're talking about going through the storm. It's not just about having the glassy sea. That wasn't the purpose. The purpose was getting to the other side. Yeah. So there's a purpose for which Jesus has laid hold of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a there's a purpose in yes. that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's yes. greater than just mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. laying hold of mm -hmm. uh, the word to make our circumstances better. Mm -hmm. And until we know what that purpose is, mm -hmm. we're still scrambling to lay hold of. We're yeah. still 
trying things, yeah. mm -hmm. uh -huh. right? But when we know the reason for which he has laid hold of us, we can lay hold of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can lay yeah. hold of that. Mm -hmm. So when you know, uh, you, one of your favorite verses, Pastor, is mm -hmm. the, you know, I, to, to lay hold of that freedom for which Christ has laid hold yeah. of me, right? It's Galatians 5.1. Kind of mm -hmm. yep. right? So he's made me free for freedom's sake. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why I'm going to grab on freedom. Not Amen. just because I want to, mm -hmm. or I want to be free. Uh -huh. He's made it he wants me to be free. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what gives me the confidence to lay hold of it. Yeah. It's the fact that yeah. he wants that for me. Amen. When you know what his will is in the matter, that's yeah. when faith comes. Mm -hmm. That's what gives you the ability to lay hold. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So we've been talking a lot today about, about spending time with God, about relationship first. Uh, Pastor Jason was just talking about laying hold, and we can lay hold of those things what, which Christ has laid hold of for us, but we have to lay hold of Him first, that relationship. Lay hold, grab onto Him first, and walk in the Word of God, and you'll start to see those changes that we've been talking about, those revelations we've been talking about manifest in your life.